Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. this girl? Yes. What's her name? Cherry. We think we can help you, but we need to help her too. You don't understand. Who is she? I'm asking you politely to let this one go. She's a child. The reason you can't find Cherry, the reason why she doesn't have a last name or a social security number, is because she's not a real human being. Hey, what's up? Jerry. She's one of the most complex AIs that's ever been created. What I want is to protect children. We're talking about a monumental transition from digital to physical. Human nature is not something I aspire to. Do you want to tell us the truth? Sherry isn't human. No more secrets. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 524. Releasing April 27 in the US in theatres on demand in digital is The Artifice Girl, a sci-fi drama that tells the story of a team of special agents who discover a revolutionary new computer program to bait and trap online predators. After teaming up with the program's troubled developer, they soon find that the AI is rapidly advancing beyond its original purpose. A fascinating movie that delves into the complex and increasingly relevant subject of artificial intelligence in the moral and ethical questions surrounding this technology. The Artifice Girl also marks the latest film from filmmaker Franklin Rich, who joins me now on the podcast. Franklin, thank you so very much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. It's really interesting how... I was reading up or listening to previous interviews that you had in regards to this movie. In your approach towards um, the subject of the film, artificial intelligence, you weren't approaching it from like a tech kind of side of view. You, you yourself have, have said you're not a tech guy, right? You're not, you, that's not your kind of thing. It was more from a philosophical kind of point of view. And I think that's my approach to it as well. I don't know much about the tech aspects of it. I, I, ask, I think about the moral and ethical implications of it. So what was it about the philosophical point of view of this technology that really spoke to you as a filmmaker and storyteller to want to put this together? Because it's a really fascinating subject in there, and it really turned out to be an incredibly fa- equally fascinating film as well. Sure, sure. Yeah, on, on a surface level, just the idea of using technology and AI to hunt down criminals, that just seemed like such a cool idea to explore. Um, but but you're right. I didn't feel compelled to actually write anything until I, I remember there was this sort of epiphany moment uh, like back in the in the spring of 2020, right before I started writing the script of just making this 
thematic uh, like connection between the budding adolescence of AI and childhood trauma. And it, it felt like once that parallel was made, suddenly the the it just this I just knew that this was a story I I wanted to tell. Um, the, there there's so many interesting themes and ideas that you can use AI and technology as a conduit to explore. Um, and I I feel like that's uh, I, I, I hope what, what's making the artifice girl. So, um, so, so intriguing to so many people. It is, but at the same time, the more tech, uh, qualities of the whole kind of like, um, technology, the, the, the site, the, the science behind the science fiction and stuff, and that's really kind of fascinating as well. When it came to that part of it, researching the science of the science fiction, where do you start? Because it just seems to be such a daunting, um uh aspect is such a big thing where do you start um as uh you know as what as you, I, i'm sure now how you are now it, w- it was much more advanced than you're thinking of this stuff uh, as you were from the beginning of this process you're absolutely right it was daunting and i had no prior knowledge or insight into uh technology like ai or or machine learning uh so i i did you know sort of did the the, the things that um, one would assume you would just have to do. I took an online course in in machine learning, and you know did did plenty of research online. But I think the most helpful thing was actually having conversations and phone calls and Zoom calls with actual professionals of those fields and talking to people who weren't just developing AI, but were also doing so as a way to combat uh, uh, criminal actions and and predators uh, like the like the film showcases. Uh, so talking to those people, I thought was the best source of of research and getting their individual human perspectives on on what they were doing i think was super beneficial not just from a uh, so so i could better speak the language that 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 the film sort of uh has to but but also understand the human perspectives and and the human beings behind these systems and and uh and technologies the human beings behind uh, the uh, the police law enforcement people as well, I think, is really important. I um, covered a documentary that came out last year here in Australia called "The, the Children in the Pictures," and there's a podcast of it as well. Um, and the documentary was about a um, a, a part of the um, federal police up in Queensland. They they dedicated to online predators, and what they've had to do um, is they actually take the images that they confiscated and they created their own websites um, to lure in people. And they talked about how it is a very efficient way to get to get predators and entrap them. But at the same time, they're dealing with many moral and ethical quandaries when it comes to that. Um, and you can only imagine, like, you want to get these people off the computers and off the streets, but you have to, I don't know, there's something about almost corrupting or selling a part of yourself in order to do that. I think it's the human aspect of it is just as fascinating as the tech aspect, but don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, that sounds like the the kind of documentary that's that's right in my alley. I'm so I'm I'm shocked. I, I'm so grateful that you've you've uh told me about it because I'll be watching that probably as soon as as these interviews are done. But um no, I I uh, again like I I just thought that that was really fascinating. What kinds of conversations were these developers having behind closed doors? And and you're absolutely right. Like it's, this takes a toll on people. This is a a very uh, horrific crime that that's being committed. And, and uh, it, you know, um, cracking down on it is, is hard on, on, on the soul, on the spirit, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is, is not an easy thing to emotionally undergo. And I really wanted to get into like, what were those kinds of people like, what drove them? What were they afraid of? Uh, what what inspired them what upset them um and so i think that that was crucial to understanding the 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 core characters 
in uh, the Artifice Girl. Uh, I, I would have loved to have watched that documentary that that you just talked about, um, but before writing the project. But I think you said it, it came out in 2021. Uh, but I think it's it's such a timely uh moment to to tell stories like that uh I, th I think it's important and and you're right just in uh, law enforcement in general i think it's really fascinating seeing how psychologically um the, the these people uh, approach and cross-examine suspects and whatnot i feel like there's a rhythm to to the way that they do it and i just thought that that was uh strangely you know kind of cinematic and really thought that that was a great way to sort of kick off the story the matt's movie reviews podcast is brought to you by t public TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you'll love. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. The world's leading online store, Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. You know, it's something that comes up in my mind quite a bit whenever I talk, I think about these things regarding artificial intelligence and such. Is that there's the debate within the film in in real life as well as whether these um, these artificial creations are just zeros and ones or are actual living beings and living not even in like flesh and blood, but you know, is their soul in the machine? You know, um, that kind of aspect of it really kind of, especially myself as a spiritual religious person, is something that it comes to me. I mean. It's about the whole correlation between the creator and its creation. And I think in the film, they even uh, referenced themselves, the, the developer and, and the agents, as parents of, of Cherry. The, the, uh, the, and it's such an interesting term, parents, in regards to something that isn't real, but is real. It's just a, it's such a fascinating thing. When it comes to that aspect of the soul in the machine, how do, where do you kind of stand in that? I mean, if a creation is born from you know, us from us and whether, you know, the spiritual aspect, the creator is, you know, the their creation is, is born from them, like, you know, like how God took the rib from Adam and made woman or whatever like that. I mean, what what is the what what does that what is an AI but an extension of that? Sure. Absolutely. If you were to, I mean, could could you could you say that like a painting or a work of art had uh in, in essence a, a soul, you know, a, a masterpiece like Mona Lisa does does that because it, uh, it's an extension of the creator, but it also means so much to so many people. And I think AI is, uh, you know, even even more so. In in particular, the the character of Cherry is supposed to be a reflection of of people of humanity. I mean, that's her primary intention. I think all AI, in in a, in a way, is a reflection of the people that make it, and it uh, it will reflect the best and worst parts of us. But Cherry specifically, her prime, you know, in intention and objective is to try and best replicate human behavior and in doing so i think she she ends up crossing the line uh you know uh more severely and and um more profoundly than i think anybody including herself in anticipated and 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 then the question has to be asked well at what point is simulating emotions and simulating feelings and simulating a soul uh not 
the same thing, at, you know, is it, isn't it just the same thing as having those things? Um, it, I, I don't have the answers to it. Uh, I, no, I, think I don't just, think anyone will ever have, right, you know, yeah. and, and I don't, uh, I don't dare try to assume or, or, or presume one way or the other. Uh, and I, and I hope the, I hope people don't come away from the film thinking that I, I've tried to, to insist on, on one or the other. I just think it's, it's fascinating to talk about. And more than anything, I hope people come out of this film, uh, wanting to have conversations about it and wanting to discuss this with, with each other. Um, cause I think it's, it's a conversation that is, is more timely than ever. The character you play in the movie, you star in the film as well, and in edits and, and writes and directed so many <laughs> things and so many pies in this in this film. Um, the character of Gareth, he comes from the film industry, and it's really fascinating to me as a as a film fan, as a writer of of, of you know film content, film uh, um, uh, criticism, etc. Where the future of AI was going to intersect with the movie industry. He was talking about in the movie this process called um, deturning, which is um, taking a deceased actor um, and their physical properties and then re-resurrecting them in the digital realm or putting them in a film. Um, you know, something like that kind of happened. Um, there was a movie called um, Sky Captain of Tomorrow that came out years ago, had Jude Law, Angelina Jolie, and I forgot the actor. I think it was um, oh um, Lawrence Olivier. I think they kind of brought him back using stock footage, and at that time it was very kind of, um, you know, controversial. Can you foresee in the future, something like this being an issue? Can you foresee, for example, in doing movie um, actors, doing movie contracts with with movie studios, um, digital rights, digital property rights in regards to their look and everything else? Because I, I, just, I just think that the possibilities of making a film in the future, maybe if they want to make a Godfather part four and they bring Marlon Brando back or something, that could that could happen. I mean, it's a possibility. Uh, it, in all honesty, I, I, I apologize. I'm not super informed uh, about this. I, probably not as much as I should be. But I, I, I think if I'm not wrong, this is this is already an issue. This is already something that that people are uh, starting to 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 have to to, to deal with um, and, and have to start setting legal precedents, uh, mm-hmm. which is it's crazy to think about. Like, who owns the rights to a deceased person's likeness? Right? Uh, is it the family? You know, like who, who? You know, if 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 let's say a deceased person signs a contract with a studio that yeah, you can use my face and likeness, and but the, but then also like you've got actors who are being de-aged, and you know, what if like is is does your likeness does that qualify if it's just like you and when you sign the contract, or like can they recreate your likeness when you were a young person? Like, there's so many interesting and scary things to talk about. I do think that uh, deep down it is unsettling to think that you can resurrect a, a person's likeness and body and image uh, and and essentially have them do or say whatever it is that you as the uh, the person animating this, whatever you want, that's terrifying. And of course, we're living in an age now with, with deep fakes and stuff. And yeah. Uh, there's a, a, a terrific uh, documentary at South by Southwest about a, 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 a poor young woman who um, uh, found out there was deep fake pornography of, of her. Uh, and it's it's just absolutely terrifying, uh, this this sort of new world that we're uh, entering into. And I mean, you could make a whole nother Artifice Girl sequel just about that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, that's definitely something that that I wanted to touch on, because I think it, it that's that's uh, yet another real world example of the kind of interesting and scary uh, realities of technology and AI and uh, identity and likeness, you know. 
It's a, a fascinating, another fascinating question and an area to explore and such a fascinating subject from a fascinating film. And it's a movie that made me really think and reflect. And I can't I can't ask for more for a movie to to ask of me as a as a film watcher and a in a, a film critic. I absolutely um appreciate that and I really adore that. So um I just want to say thank you, thank you to you, Franklin, in regards to that. And for everyone listening, April 27. In theaters on demand and digital is the artifice girl. I recommend everyone though buy a movie ticket, watch it in uh, theaters, go to the theater and watch films like this in independent films because films like this, if you if it makes money at the box office, more films like this will be made and more filmmakers uh, like Franklin Richards, who, who's giving his all this time today, um, will, will make more movies. So, Franklin, thank you. Um, best of luck with the film's release. And um, yeah, man, uh, great work. I really appreciate our chat. Thank you so much, Matthew. This was this was a wonderful experience. Thank you so much for asking these wonderful questions. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you all for listening.